Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome to Calvary Live. This is Jason Vandiver with you this afternoon. And so glad you decided to tune in. Appreciate all of our listeners uh, here in the Colorado Front Range in Wyoming. Also, all of you uh, listening on Truth FM in Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee, welcome to the program as well. And then, of course, our listeners on Hope FM in Maryland, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, appreciate all of you as well. Of course, uh, in uh, on Truth FM and Hope FM, you're listening uh, on a one-week delay, but of course, uh, we take a lot of calls live from those locations, so you can reach us uh, on our number, one number to call, whether you're listening on Grace FM here locally or Truth FM or Hope FM, 303-690-3000. That's the number to call, 303-690-3000. Or if you'd like to text 720-336-0897. I'd love it if you would give us a call, though. It's a, a little bit easier to uh, to get to you and to your question and to understand exactly uh, some of the nuances of your question if you give us a call here. I realize uh, some folks are a little bit, uh, well, a lot terrified by that, but uh, I promise you, uh, you will survive, and and uh, you might even actually enjoy it, and I'd love to hear from you. It's what makes this program so interesting. 303-690-3000 is the number to call if you want to be on the air. I'm Jason Vandiver. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. You can get more information about our fellowship at Calvary Chapel Parker. Dot com, CalvaryChapelParker.com. You can join me as soon as tomorrow evening for our midweek service. We'll be continuing in the book of Joshua, the sixth chapter. For those of you who uh, know your Bible really well, you know that the sixth chapter is where the conquest of the land begins, of course, first with Jericho. So we'll be having an exciting study tomorrow night, 7 p.m. at Calvary Chapel Parker, uh, dealing with the beginning of the conquest of the land and the fall of Jericho, and we'll get into uh, not just uh, the spiritual significance, although there is a uh, a whole lot of application in that uh, passage, but also uh, a lot of archaeological evidence, uh, not only for the fall of Jericho, but uh, for uh, the Bible as well. And so it's going to be a fun time tomorrow night, worship, Bible study, children's ministry, all of that uh, normal uh, activity going on at Calvary Chapel Parker tomorrow night, 7 p.m. But uh, right now, it's Calvary Live time, and I uh, hope you've tuned in and gotten comfortable, and hope you've picked up the phone and are ready to dial in if you have a question. Maybe there's something, a, a, a Bible uh, passage that's been giving you a little bit of difficulty, or you heard a message and you want some additional information on a particular subject. Uh, just give us a call here, 303 690 3,000. 303-690-3,000. That's the number uh, to call. Maybe you have a uh, prophecy question, apologetics question, or a cults or current events question, or like I said, it's a specific Bible. 
Bible passage, or maybe you just need prayer and encouragement. Uh, that's uh, also a big part of this program here. Uh, so uh, feel free to give us a call and join us on the air. I mentioned tomorrow night we'll be continuing in Joshua. If you're not able to join us tomorrow night for the sixth chapter of Joshua, you can join us uh, next Sunday as well as we'll be continuing in the book of Genesis, we'll be in the 39th chapter of the book of Genesis. Last week, we, we looked at uh, grace revealed in the life of Judah. Of course, chapter 38 deals with the incident with Tamar there, and it's kind of uh, one that people sometimes like to avoid, but, but it's a very dark backdrop that dramatically portrays the grace of God. If you want to watch or listen to that message or any of our messages, you can do so on our website, Calvary Chapel. Parker.com. That's CalvaryChapelParker.com if you want to get that information there or some of our other resources there as well. But again, uh, utilize this program as a resource. Like I said, doesn't matter where you're listening. If you're listening in Colorado or Wyoming or if you're listening in Kentucky or North Carolina or Tennessee or Maryland, New Jersey and Pennsylvania, you can all call us and join us on the air. 303 3000 or if you'd like to text in your question uh, or your comment or your prayer request you can do so at 720-336-0897 I'm Jason Vandiver as I mentioned I'm the pastor at Calvary Chapel in Parker Colorado and uh, it's just a privilege and a pleasure to be with you uh, again here today on this program. I love Calvary Live. I just love uh, the callers that call in. I love having a chance to interact uh, and to hear questions. Sometimes they're questions that we've heard before. Sometimes they're entirely new. But even when they're things that we've heard before, there's always uh, someone's unique perspective on something or the way that their situation relates to uh, to the subject that they're asking about. Uh, so feel free to do so. Don't uh, don't be afraid at all. 303-690-3000 and you can call and join us uh, on the air uh, or you can text and uh, and if you can, keep those texts as, as short as you can so I have time to actually uh, read them and, and grasp uh, the uh, uh, the subject matter of the text uh, while as well being on the air and then also uh, being able to to pray for you or to answer your question. So uh, if you do want to join me, as I said, three zero three six nine zero three thousand or seven two zero three three six zero eight. Nine seven. We have someone who's uh, texted us and and basically said that that uh, uh, they're acknowledging their sin and and uh, um, basically that that uh, their sin is a is adultery and they're really struggling and 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 hurting and uh, basically why don't we go like I said it's it's a little bit longer so I don't ha- I can't quite get through all of the details here but I see uh, some of the gist of it. So why don't we go ahead and pray uh, for this brother or for this sister. Uh, Father, uh, I do just lift up this individual who's texted in. Uh, Lord, you know their heart, uh, Lord, and I just pray, uh, in fact, they, they have a relationship with you. If they don't, Lord, that you would just reveal yourself to them, save them. If they do, Lord, that you would, uh, as you did with David, Lord, that you would forgive them for for their sin, that you would remove their sin from them as you promised as far as the east is from the west. And Lord, uh, as sin so often brings consequence, and Lord, uh, 
we can't uh, eliminate consequence always, uh, but Lord, you can take them through this. You can heal them. You can strengthen them. You can give them victory. And so I just pray uh, for uh, for them right now. Lord, I just pray that uh, that you'd work in their lives. I pray that they, they wouldn't go back to this, but Lord, that they would move forward in holiness, set apart for you in victory, uh, just enjoying uh, their relationship with you, walking closely with you. Lord, we just thank you for the courage to be able to text in and to ask about this subject. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As I mentioned, if you want to join me on the air, this is Jason Vanderveer uh, here with you this afternoon on Calvary Live, 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. And now's a good time actually to call. Sometimes the calls start to line up later in the program as uh, your fingers and your phone gets warmed up. Uh, but uh, if you haven't picked up the phone right now and and uh, you want to get through, it's the best time uh, right now. 303-690-3000, or if you prefer, as this uh, last individual did, to text in your question or your comment or your prayer request, you can do so at 720 Like I said, if you can keep it to a sentence or two uh, so I can digest it and uh, be able to pray for you or answer your question on the air, that would be great. Uh, as I mentioned, tomorrow night we'll be continuing at Calvary Chapel Parker in the sixth chapter of Joshua. It's going to be exciting as we talk about uh, the fall of Jericho. And there have been many, many excavations beginning in the late 1800s uh, all the way up to as recent. I think the most recent excavation was in 1997, uh, if memory serves me correctly. But uh, uh, fascinating research uh, done there by the British, Kathleen Kenyon first, and then uh, the Germans, uh, the Italians. There was an Italian excavation there. And corroborating the 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 biblical account of what took place in dramatic detail there uh, in Joshua and and there at Jericho and so we'll be looking at that tomorrow night. Uh, it was interesting when Kathleen Kenyon first did her uh, dig in uh, at uh, Jericho. There she came to the conclusion that uh, Jericho was uh, destroyed much earlier than than the time of Joshua, and therefore uh, the Bible was inaccurate and so forth. But as it turns out, her, and we'll go into detail about this tomorrow night, her excavation, um, well, basically she made some assumptions, and sometimes we do uh, make assumptions, and there was additional information that was later revealed uh, that uh, that totally changed the analysis of, of uh, her excavation, actually corroborating what the Bible has to say about uh, Jericho. So a fascinating study we're going to have tomorrow night, Joshua chapter 6. Join us, Calvary Chapel Parker, calvarychapelparker.com, 7 p.m. You can get directions there. 303 Thousand and let's go to Ricky in Baltimore. Ricky, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you for welcoming me, sir. My name is Ricky Johnson. I'm calling from Baltimore, Maryland, yeah. and I just called in terms of a prayer request. I like to pay for a financial blessing, and before people jump on me, I know that seems to be the first thing people ask in every situation. Uh, but I've been struggling since I was 18 years old to provide myself with this type of security, not just financial, but emotionally and, and in other ways that secured me long enough to stabilize and be able to do any work that God had purposed for me. It just so happens that I think that God has a high calling for my life, and he's preparing me for what he wants me to do. 
And in order for me to do that, I need resources. The only way those resources can come to be and to show evidence of God wanting me to embark on this journey is a financial blessing. Still, I can survive without it. It's not mandatory or necessary. I'm happy and content with the salvation that God has provided me and the knowledge that I am saved. Uh, I was saved at the age of 16 years old. However, I had prior knowledge even before then of my Lord, Savior, and Master Jesus the Christ through my mom ushering me and my brothers and sisters to church at a very mm-hmm. early age. Yeah. Uh, I guess really, in essence, I just need a prayer well, for a financial do- blessing that would help to regulate my life towards those purposes I think God has for me. Yeah. And, uh Let's pray, uh, Ricky, and I appreciate you calling in. Uh, Lord, I just thank you so much for Ricky and and that he's listening, uh, that he loves you most importantly and has a relationship with you, is walking with you. And uh, Lord, I just thank you for for the peace uh, that you've put in his heart. And Lord, I just pray that you would, first of all, uh, just continue uh, that work that you're doing in him until the day of Christ Jesus. Lord, that you would continue to grow him and that you would just continue to to use him and that you would equip him and that you would pour out your your gifts and your spirit uh, in a powerful and fresh way upon him. And, and Lord, whatever you're calling him to do, Lord, I just pray uh, that you would provide for that. And Lord, we know that uh, where you guide, Lord, that that you indeed uh, provide the resources for that. And Lord, I pray for his his life. Uh, as as you taught us to pray, uh, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. And so I pray that, that each day uh, that you would supply his needs. And Lord, uh, as he seeks you, uh, Lord, that he would experience your presence and, and your blessing in his life. Lord, just be with him and go before him, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And I wanted to acknowledge, my friend, that mm-hmm. he has indeed, through, his, through my experiences, shown me that he is with me. And with every step of the way, he doesn't, he doesn't usually give me what I want, only <laughs> what I need. I notice well, that. I don't get what I, I never get what I want, only well, that's, what I need. And that, I too is the, ten, that, too, is the grace of God, because uh, if God gave us everything we want, we would be in a lot of trouble a lot of times, wouldn't we? Yes, sir, and I discovered a lot of things I wanted after I looked back in in retrospect years later. It would have destroyed me if he had given it to me. Yeah, exactly. You know, he would have destroyed me. I didn't know what to do with it, but yet I was asking for it. How how absent-minded is that? That's uh, why... Yeah, your your will be done. That's why it, it's always great as we're we're taught in the scriptures to pray everything according to the will of God. Even those things sometimes we think we we want or or even that we think that we need uh, to yield those to God who knows best and can see the future uh, as though it were right now. Hey, appreciate you calling in, Ricky. God bless you I there just in Baltimore. Discovered your program. What station is this in Baltimore? You're listening on uh, Hope FM. And, uh, and what's the numbers? I'll have to look Eleven. that up. Yeah, I'll have to look it up later. I'm not really sure okay, what to... Okay, I'll uh, find out. Yeah, just look up. If you just Google Hope FM, uh, in, they're in Maryland, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. That's, who, that's where you're listening. Okay, sir. Thank All right. you now for praying for me. Yeah, you bet. God bless you, man. God bless you, too. Hey, folks. Jason Vanderveer here on Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. Let's go to Donnie in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Donnie, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Jason. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Thanks for joining me. Good, good. Um, So uh, basically, so I don't get long-winded here, 
Um, this is in regards to um, <clears throat> speaking and praying in tongues. Um, uh-huh. I was just curious as to what your what your standpoint was on it. Um, I've I've been taught that tongues are for today; that it is a gift still alive and well in the church. But I've had some people that I'm friends with that have pointed out um, in First Corinthians 13, where it says that they shall tongues shall cease. Um, also in First Corinthians 14, 20, or chapter 14, verse 22, where it says that they are a sign not to them that believe, but for those that believe not. Um, and then also in Second Corinthians 12, 4, it says that um, how that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. So I was wondering if you might help me out, get some clarification. I don't know what your standpoint is on that or what you guys believe. Yeah, well, let's let's talk about the gift of tongues. And you mentioned uh, some uh, several very interesting angles on the gift of tongues. So I'm gonna I'm gonna approach it from some of the things you mentioned, some of the things uh, maybe you didn't mention. Try to kind of pull it into one uh, nice, uh, hopefully, discussion uh, uh, of the subject uh, in in a short period of time. Um, you know, obviously, we could we could go on. I've I've preached yep. you know 45 50 minute messages on 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 the gift of tongues and probably still didn't even begin to scratch the surface so I'll do my best in a in a short period of time but but obviously when we're talking about tongues the the primary passages are uh 1 Corinthians 12 13 14 um yep. and the 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 first verse that you mentioned is in 13:8 um where it talks about uh whether prophecies they'll fail whether their tongues they will cease whether there's knowledge it will vanish away um but that love never fails i i, I think to say that that uh as cessationists do and and a cessationist is someone who doesn't necessarily believe that the gifts of the spirit uh are for today they would argue that uh, in many cases, that 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 means that the gift of tongues has ceased. I I think that it's a stretch to take. Um, while I can respect their view and opinion, uh, I don't necessarily find that thirteen. 13- uh, verse eight is the best argument for that because clearly he's talking right. about an, in an eternal sense, and the subject is 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 the the eternal nature of love, how it never fails, how it will never pass away, and so uh, that's not necessarily saying directly then that tongues aren't for today. I, I would personally say that the gift of tongues is for today. Where I, yeah. I would dis I would disagree on what exactly with with some people what exactly the gift of tongues is because some people believe that that uh, the gift of tongues is just kind of whatever gibberish may roll out of your mouth you know that's obviously an mm-hmm. extreme view and 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 I don't know any of my peers that would hold to that view uh, there is a, a a respected view that um that tongues is uh uh, there are two aspects of tongues. One is is that it is an ability to speak a foreign language that you didn't learn. We see that in Acts chapter 2 uh, on the day yep. of Pentecost, right? And so they were clearly right. speaking uh, earthly languages. And, and the Bible also talks about speak uh, the tongues of men and of angels. Uh, however, wh- when it's talking about the tongues of angels, I would disagree with some who would say that, that tongues is a prayer language that is in an earthly language. I'm, I'm of the opinion that all of the time that we see it, uh, it seems to 
be an intelligible language that that can be interpreted. And there seems to be two gifts: one, the ability to to uh, speak in tongues, particularly language, and and it's a gift. So therefore, you haven't learned that language. And two, then the ability, either supernaturally or because you have uh, learned that language, to be able to then interpret. Um, and when Paul talks about uh, hearing things that it's not proper to utter, I don't think that that's a prohibition against speaking in tongues. I think it's it's just that the the magnitude and and the holiness and 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 the beauty of the things that he saw that that he says it would be unlawful for me to describe. In other words, there aren't human words to begin to go into detail of the things right. that he experience when he was caught up into that third heaven. So so that that's kind of where I would fall on the things that you mentioned and and on the gift of tongues. I certainly do respect people that that hold a different view of that, whether they have a cessationist view. While I don't hold that view, I I I, um, I don't believe that that is going to interfere uh, with their relationship with the Lord of their salvation. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who right. believe that God has given them a prayer language, uh, I again, I don't have a problem with that. It's just that that in my time uh, with this subject, I've I've come to a different conclusion that that tongues is and, and the reason I think that a lot of times people have gone in that direction is is because that then makes it a really easy gift to manufacture and to fake. Right, and, absolutely. And, and, and it, I, I guess some yeah. of the things, if I could just real quick, sure, I yeah, think one ahead. of the things that I had pointed out to this person, um, because they've heard me pray in tongues, and they flat out said it was demonic, so um, in order to sure. avoid conflict, I just kind of just, I just kind of just held it, you know, not to be a stumbling block, but then I was confronted afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. And I basically just simply pointed out in your verse, 1 Corinthians 13, I think you said it was verse 8, yeah. um, where it says that, you know, prophesying and it, that it shall, shall cease. I says, okay, well, then it says that it shall. It's, it doesn't say anywhere in the Bible that it has ceased, mm-hmm. number one. That's my opinion. Right. Uh, so it doesn't say that it has ceased. Nowhere in right. the Bible does it say exactly. that. Exactly. And if if it's something that, um, you know, I, I do see that a lot of cessationists, that's something that they hold on to, um, and then it also falls into um, some different different things that's a, a little bit more off-topic, but um, I guess it, it was a little bit bothersome because I didn't want to be, A, a stumbling block to somebody else, sure. but at the same time, I didn't want to quench the Spirit either. I didn't want to... Um, not be obedient, you know, and I, I do believe that, you know, the tongues need to be done in an orderly fashion. I do believe that right. there's other gifts that are more important. I do mm-hmm. agree and, and take on the, the point of view of um, that not everyone's going to speak in tongue. I don't necessarily agree that tongues are a sign that you're saved or, right. or not. I know some people really push their agenda as far <laughs> as to say, unless you speak and pray in tongues, you're you're not saved. But yeah. it got a it got it, this was uh, something new to me that they said that it that it that that it died and it stopped with the apostolic age. Sure. So then my next question to them was, you know, obviously, well, then if that was the case, why does it say even after those were written that mm-hmm. in the end times your daughters and sons shall prophesy and this? Why does he leave us with the Holy Spirit? And obviously, we can go on and on, but yeah, um, yeah. I don't think that that's. You know, so it, it was bothersome enough because they're very, very strong in their opinion, and I respect that. Sure. But you know, to say that that's demonic or that that language or, or what I'm doing is demonic, I kind of thought that was borderline 
blasphemy. So I just wanted to get your, your perspective and your take on it so I could pray about it and then possibly go back to this person and talk to him. Yeah, I, I think that there's two issues there. First of all, uh, I can respect if someone just thinks I'm wrong. You know, I, I'm okay with that. If someone just thinks, you yeah. know, because I believe in the gift of tongues, I'm wrong. I, I'm okay with that. You know, there's things that we're going to disagree on, and, and and I may be of the opinion that someone else maybe has has the, the wrong idea. But, but more important than being right or wrong and it, it is uh, love. And and it's yes, interesting absolutely. in the it's interesting in this verse we keep coming back to and in, in verse eight of chapter thirteen we see that 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 love never fails and that love is love is really the the um, the mark the hallmark of a believer as you said it's it's not the gift Amen. of tongues and it and it's not even being right and so I think it's important to study to show ourselves approved as Paul said but 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 also to be gracious and and charitable uh, when when we disagree and and to to say that something is demonic when it is clearly in Scripture, and the only disagreement is to exactly how it operates and, and whether or not it ceased or it's for, for today mm-hmm. is really prob- problematic. And so you've got to really gauge the, the type of person, the reasonableness of the person, the, the, the heart of the person that you're dealing with. And, and if it's a contentious situation, you know, how often you're going to be able to worship with that person. Um, you know, if they're, you know, they're, it's likely that that uh, if if they have that position, that it's going to be difficult to to pray and to to speak in tongues uh, in that kind of atmosphere anyway. And so, yeah, I think that you're right to not you know want to cause a controversy or a problem or an argument or a disagreement. Um, you know, sometimes it's best to just. <clears throat> Hold your tongue, and uh, you know if there if there is a a problem, and uh, to make sure that you're in the right place, you know. And as you said, Paul says, "Let all things be done decently and in order." And so, if you're speaking in tongues, and there's someone there that can interpret, or if you're doing it privately, as Paul says, then that's a another proper exercise of tongues, and there doesn't need to be interpretation. It's just between you and right. and God. God, the Apostle Paul says, then then yeah. then that's fine. And if that other person doesn't agree with it, well, then I suppose they don't agree. Yeah, sometimes we're not going to win them all. It's just no. I, I've noticed that that more than anything is there's so many divisive issues in the churches. We see people that yeah. um, are out of the churches, and it seems like you got extremists on on both sides. I, I come from I was raised Baptist, um, and then I went to Assemblies of God Pentecostal. Um, obviously, the you know the Pentecostal Church was part of the AG, and I've recently just kind of just come to take a step back and. Not everything lines up with me personally um, with some of those things, but then I have some good Baptist brothers that, man, boy, they got a passion and a zeal for the Lord and witnessing to the lost, you know. But they definitely don't see eye to eye on me <laughs> when it, or yeah. with me on those things. And, and in the past, I've I've had a very um, not necessarily a bitter mindset or a bitter heart towards them, but it's frustrated me because I to hear you know to somebody to, um, um, I, I guess, say something about m- my personal Lord and Savior that would be sure. attributed to something of Satan is, is number yeah. one, it's scary, and I think that that's borderline blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, 
you know, but then at yeah. the same time, there's, there's just, it, life is hard enough as is, and then we have so many divisive issues. So I'm learning through patience and love and understanding that I can agree to disagree with somebody, but I still want to embrace them as a brother or a sister, and I've seen just so much hurt from it. So, um, yeah. and, and to be honest with you, some of this phone call was, you know, to obviously reinforce because mm-hmm. Satan likes to throw that doubt out there. So to hear from a fellow believer that is coming from the same point, it's always good just to kind of hear a reinforcement. And um, I appreciate it, Pastor Jason. Yeah, let me pray for you, Donnie. Yes, Father, yes, please, I did, Pastor, yes. Father, I just lift up Donnie to you right now, and I just pray that you bless him, Lord. I pray that you would uh, encourage him. Uh, Lord, in 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 uh, in His yes. faith, Lord, and and I pray that You would just strengthen Him. I pray that that love would abound, that grace would abound in His life, Lord. That uh, that He would know You uh, in an even deeper way in Your Word, and and that You would uh, just pour out Your gifts on Him, and 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 just continue to flow through Him, and 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 use Him. And and Lord, I pray that when these situations come up, that You would give Him a spirit of wisdom to know how to yeah. uh, to diffuse these situations, to know how to take them down, and to know even. Even if he's not being treated graciously, how to graciously respond in return. And so, Lord, I just yeah. thank you for his call. I just pray for his encouragement and his strengthening now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, you, God Pastor bless you. God bless yeah, you. God, yeah, you as well. Thanks for calling in, Donnie. Hey, folks, 303-690-3000. If you want to join me on the program after the break, Jason Vandevere here with you. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And we're back. Jason Vanderveer here with you on Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. If you want to join me on the air, great calls so far. Ricky in Baltimore, Maryland, Donnie and Cheyenne, Wyoming. We've got folks listening on Grace FM in Colorado and Wyoming. And, of course, uh, Truth FM, Kentucky, North Carolina, Tennessee. Welcome to all of you and uh, our Hope FM listeners in Maryland, New Jersey, and the PA, Pennsylvania. Welcome to all of you guys. If you're uh, in the central part of the country or on the East Coast, you're listening on a one-week delay, but you can uh, call in live and talk to us here on the program, 303 690 3,000. Got some great uh, text questions uh, that have come in here during the last half hour and during the break. I like this one here. Uh, It says, does God want us to know the Bible word for word by studying, or does God want us to learn from the Bible uh, what it means to have a close relationship with Him? And uh, the person's asking because they started reading the Bible from Genesis uh, to Revelation, and they're having trouble remembering everything, and uh, they want to know, is it enough just to know Him and to pray? Or do I need to know all of the Bible? I think that's a a, a great question. Sometimes people uh, start, they get into studying the scriptures and they immediately get overwhelmed because they realize that while they're learning, uh, there is still so much more to learn. And, you know, you've got 66 books in the Bible, 40 different authors, uh, several thousand years of, of uh, well, 6,000 years uh, plus of human history. Uh, and, uh, and, and, 
I can tell you that that I've taught through the Bible uh, several times, read through the Bible several times, and I still feel uh, like the person that sent into that in that text. Sometimes uh, I just feel like, wow, I, I've learned, but I, there is still so much more to learn. There are things that that I don't always remember, things that I feel like I should remember, or I've forgotten, or especially when I'm on this show. And uh, you know, so I I I think that that whoever sent that text, I can tell you, I feel just like you and a lot of other Christians. Even a lot of other very intelligent Christians probably feel just like you. So I would tell you that that our responsibility is to study the Scripture, uh, study and show ourselves uh, approved that uh, we're a workman who doesn't need to be ashamed, uh, rightly dividing uh, the word of truth, as the Scripture says. Uh, and so uh, you're going to spend your life, uh, as Paul talks about, studying the Scripture, learning to rightly divide it. Second. Timothy 2 verse 15 is where I was quoting from, uh, by the way, and uh, I was quoting the old King James, the new King James says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But but you're going to spend your life studying the scriptures, and I would say make it fun. Uh, I would say make it an adventure, make it something that that you're never going to complete that task, you're never going to learn everything, and, and, and becoming comfortable with that, in fact, excited about the new discovery that each day brings, and the different topics that you find in Scripture, and just become somebody who can't get enough of the Scripture. Pray uh, and ask the Holy Spirit to, to quicken your mind and to strengthen your mind to be able to remember uh, what you're reading and learning, but then be okay uh, when uh, when you you don't remember everything when you when you don't know everything that that's okay and uh, in the process of it you're going to find that two things happen one you grow closer to the Lord as you as you feast on His Word and and your relationship is strengthened Ephesians chapter five talks about the washing of the water of the Word and there's not just a an academic uh, aspect or even apologetic aspect uh, where we're sharing with others uh, or an evangelistic aspect but there's there's a consecration aspect there's a holiness aspect there's a there's a there's a, a, a sanctification our, our our spiritual growth and and transformation that is going on as we get into the word of god and and treat it like an adventure and uh something that you enjoy so hopefully that's a, an encouragement for you who who have texted appreciate your text let's go to Laura in Aurora Colorado Laura welcome to the program hey how are you i'm doing really well <laughs> thanks for calling <laughs> Um, this doesn't usually happen to me, but the Lord just laid upon my heart to give you a call and pray for you specifically with your church. Um, Thank you. He actually impressed upon my heart that something might be regarding an evangelist type of uh, outreach. Does that okay. make sense? Um, sure. I don't know of okay. anything, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to find out about something. Um, Yeah, so I just wanted to pray about it. I wasn't sure if, like, you guys were launching any missionaries or something was happening, but... we are. Um, we do have a missionary that's going to Italy in May. So, uh, okay. yeah. And uh, and one thing that's been on my heart is is that uh, what I do when I when I preach is is uh, that uh, I always give an invitation. I always give an altar call. And I was reading Spurgeon uh, 
two nights ago, mm, and Spurgeon was preaching to, an, yeah, he was talking to another preacher, and, and he said to this other preacher, they were talking about the subject of people responding to altar calls, and, and he said to this other preacher, he said, you don't expect people to come forward uh, every time you give an invitation, do you, or to respond every time you give an invitation, and, and the other preacher said, oh, no, of course not, and Spurgeon said, that's your problem. Exactly. Said, I was just about to say that. I'm like, uh, yeah. actually, you should be expecting everybody yeah, it, to like it, be there. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly. I'm glad you said that because I so, love Charles Spurgeon. And yeah, I, he has yeah, a way of putting so, things. So, so for me, yes, on my yes. heart is just expecting the Lord to do more evangelistically. Uh, uh in, huh. in, that's exactly in, what he told me. Actually, yeah. was that you were praying into that aspect for yourself specifically, so that lines up with what he was saying. Well, praise the Lord for that. Let's cool. let's pray. Let's pray. Then are you. You want to go ahead and pray? Sure, absolutely, Father God. Thank you so much for this. Pastor, I don't even know your name, and that's really embarrassing that I'm calling into your radio show. That's all right, Jason. Go ahead. um, Yeah, (laughs) I pray for this pastor, and I pray for his church. I pray for this evangelistic heart, uh, just uh, for this team that's going to Italy, and I really pray Mm -hmm. for the heart of this pastor because I believe that there are specific people who are called to evangelism who are going to be in his congregation, and um, I almost feel like the Lord is saying you're going to be a hub for uh, people who are called to evangelism, and you're going to really see a lot more missionaries come through your door. So um, I just felt like he wanted to to share that with you, and God, we just pray into that. Mm -hmm. And uh, if that's really of you, Lord, that you would just open the gates for these people, you would just Mm -hmm. provide the resources for these missionaries so that this church can launch these people, and uh, we really just love your heart for the nations, and um, just that it doesn't stop here, Father, that uh, you you want everybody to hear the Word of God. So we just thank you so much, and uh, amen. Amen. Thank you, Laura. I appreciate your prayer. I'm Jason, by the way, so keep praying for me, please, uh, because the— Another thing Spurgeon uh, said too, if you've if you've read much Spurgeon, you know they asked they used to ask him what was the secret of his success, and he said people pray for me, and uh, uh, and yeah. so and, prayer yeah. is a superpower, and I think yeah. people forget that that God has given us a superpower, and and it's just amazing. I I feel like I'm a part of a superhero team when I get to pray for people and (laughs) and get to be a part of that journey. So we we cannot stop praying. We have to continually be on our knees and before the Lord. So so please uh, add me to your list, and uh, when you think of us, uh, we're down at Calvary Chapel and Parker, and uh, just pray for us, and and, uh, we appreciate it, Laura. God bless you. Yeah, yeah. All right, Pastor, thank you. Thanks for your call. Hey, Uh let's Let's go to uh, Rick in Denver. Rick, welcome to the program. Hey, praise the Lord. How you doing, Jason? Doing well. Thanks for joining me. Hey, I want the saints out there to pray for uh, my brother Nick. He, uh, God. Mm. He took a head-on collision. Mm. About a hundred miles an hour, but he's fine, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a. Mm-hmm. He's Let's a... go ahead. He's at Denver Health right now. Okay. And praise the Lord, he moved out of there. He's up on the fourth floor. They're going to release him today. Okay. I'm here now. I'm his security. I'm his bodyguard. Okay. And he's 32. He's going to bounce back. 
Mm-hmm. And I just want all the saints out there to pray for him. And we're healed by Jesus' stripes in mm-hmm. Jesus' name. Praise mm-hmm. the Lord. Yeah. It, the second and thing is, I want to jump on the guy with the spirits, uh, with the tongues. Yep. Donnie. Hey, you work at a job because you want to, not because you have to. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the work you do. You have to have three A's. You have to have a positive attitude. You have to have a tendency. You've got to be there. And you have to have the ability to do the work. That's the only thing that's going to work. If it's not going to work, you need to find another place to work. Because anything in distress, you're going to always have chaos. You want to go somewhere and work as a team. And use your gifts and share your gifts so everybody can work together and use God's gifts. Because you work for Him, and mm-hmm. God will increase that, and your supervisor will see that and promote you. And you just do your work for Him and just move on. And He'll, just like I said, keep your house clean, keep your house clean, and just follow your job, do your job, do your work, and just praise on Him. And like I said, hold your tongue sometimes, because you got to hold your tongue around evil sometimes. You don't have to jump in every conversation. You just hold your tongue, and, and he'll let you know. Yeah. And uh, so this guy, he's like, you go and speak in tongues. That's speaking to God, okay? You're going to church for to talk to our Lord, to be a blessing to someone or to get a blessing, to take your rich to his house so he can feed the poor. You're there to service. You're, we are servants for the Lord. Just ask, Just go do what I ask you to do. I separated you. You know, come on over here. Don't do as the other Gentiles do. I separated you. Just go ask, do what I told you to do, and I'll take care of you, just like your daddy and your mama's here on earth. You're in the flesh. You listen to them, you get your blessings. Don't listen to them, guess what? You're in the wilderness, and you just do it on your own, and go try to work on your own and see if you can make some money. If not, come back and straighten out, and I'll, I'll take care of you, but just go do ask for, you know, go do what I ask you to do in Jesus' name. Thank you. And yeah, hey, so I go asked ahead. You, hold on just a second. I asked him to speak in the, pray in the Spirit, because he says, go spray in the Spirit. You're there to talk to him, talk to your father, have that personal relationship with your father. You know, all the other people in church, that's fine. Those are your brothers and sisters. If somebody doesn't understand that, it's IMAX to them. They're scared. They don't know. They don't understand. They're ignorant. And once you explain it to them and interpret it, now they yeah. are knowledgeable, wisdom, knowledge, understanding. They know what knowledge. Hey, and Rick, why don't... don't... Okay, if they still don't like it, then they're then that's on them. But just yeah. pray for them and love them and do your thing and continue. And if that church isn't working for you, then move on somewhere else where it is working for you. Then you can serve the Lord all the way. In hey, Jesus' name. Thank you, Jay. Yeah, uh, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, how about we uh, pray uh, for Nick as well, right? Yes, yes. Let's... Pray for Nick. He's, he's going to release. I'm getting ready to go up there now. And... Uh, assist them to take him back home, and uh, we got some people going to work in the house home to work with him, and mm-hmm. he's up to walking around. Right. I walked with him, got him out of bed, and he's walking. He has some broken ribs, but he's going to heal. He's 32, and God's going to heal him. He well, has let's a lot pray. for this man to do. Yeah, and let's pray right a, now, oh, Rick, okay? Grandfather. He has ch- a All child. right, Rick, we're going to go ahead and pray, Rick. Okay. Father... Father, we just thank you so much. I thank you for Rick, and, and I just thank you for his, his heart for you, his love for you. Lord, I just pray that you would just continue to use him. And Lord, I thank you for putting him in Nick's life. And uh, Lord, we pray for Nick. If he knows you, uh, draw him closer. If he doesn't, reveal yourself to him. Save him, Lord. We pray for his healing. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you would use this Thanks. circumstance in his life, Lord, to, to minister to him in a deeper way. We thank you that despite the, this accident, uh, Lord, you, you have spared him for a reason. Lord, I pray that you'd make that no. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank hey, you. appreciate thanks, it. Brother. Yeah, thanks I, for calling, Rick. God bless you. I appreciate it. God bless. Yep, you bet. 
Hey folks, if you want to join me on the program, Jason Vandiver here on Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. Great follow-up text uh, from someone uh, regarding uh, interpreting in tongues and what what does that look like. when I've seen it uh, in in uh, done properly in in uh, in the body, uh, first of all, I, let me back up a little bit. Paul says uh, that all things should be done decently and in order, and uh, that's important when it comes to uh, uh, comes to the the gifts of the spirit and especially the gift of tongues. First uh, Corinthians fourteen forty, uh, decently and in order and he talks about uh, tongues if tongues is going to be in operation in the body that there needs to be interpretation of tongues now if we talk about tongues in in, in the context uh, of being able to speak languages uh, that uh, are uh, have not been learned hence a gift uh, then there is going to be somebody in the body that can interpret that language the person speaking may not even know uh, or probably doesn't even know the meaning of the thing that they're saying, uh, but someone else, uh, either supernaturally or even possibly naturally, uh, is going to to be able to understand those things and be able to give the explanation to the rest of the people that are there. So uh, I've I've seen it done uh, uh, in the body where someone will speak in tongues. It's clearly something that that most people don't understand. And then once they are done, someone else will speak up audibly and give the meaning of what was just said or explained. Uh, so hopefully that answers the the person who the question uh, of the person who is texting in. Um, I share I'll share an interesting story in that regard. Uh, and uh, it, it goes back a ways. I believe it was Pastor Chuck who who shared this story uh, many years ago, obviously before he passed away. Uh, but uh, someone had spoken in tongues, and uh, afterwards a person came up and uh, and and said, you know. Uh, to him, who was that person, and 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 uh, you know where did they come from, and 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 the reason they were asking the question was is that they said, you know, that they came from a very small uh, town. Uh, I believe it was somewhere, uh, some European town they came from, and uh, there was a, a the person had spoken in tongues, and they spoke in a very unique dialect that was only spoken in that town, and in a way that that the people of that town speak. And this person was from that town and knew everybody that was from that town, and it was a very small place. And so, very clearly, something supernaturally had happened, and this person in the audience. Uh, not only understood every word, but understood the the nuance of every word, and even down to the uh, to the way that that it was uh, that it was spoken. Fascinating story. Uh, hopefully, that gives a little bit of additional insight into uh, the text question. Let's go to Paul uh, in Philadelphia. Paul, welcome to the program. Hi, thanks for a nice program. Uh, my question is: um, I'm a Catholic, and and. Uh, I always wondered this, and I hope I don't sound like a, like I'm trying to be smart alecky, but okay. it's just I really bothers me. Um, solar scriptura by a lot of denominations, I don't understand since I learned uh, from EWTN um, Father Mitch Pack, where he explained that the the, the Catholic Church actually uh, wrote the table of contents of the Bible in the year 400 A.D. So so when these other denominations. Um, or sola scriptura, there's keeps saying the Bible, the Bible, but the, but the, it, but but just that fact that 
if the Bible was con- table contents page was written in the year 480, that shows that they're really going by tradition. In other words, the, the Catholic Church tradition. So I just wanted to know if you could give me some insight. I'm not trying to say, oh. No, no, this, you're fine. This, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I understand your question, Paul, and let's talk about uh, the, the subject matter. For those um, who are listening, maybe that aren't as familiar, Paul, as, as you are, obviously the Catholic Church teaches that, that Scripture and tradition are two sources of God's revelation, revelation not Scripture alone. And so right, uh, right. they also teach that, that the Catholic Church are the guardians and interpreters of both. Uh, in fact, uh, in Ratio Fundamentalis, they say this, tradition and sacred Scripture form one sacred deposit of God's God's word, and this is committed to the church's care. Uh, and so, uh, yes. basically, the oral traditions. When they say tradition, it's the oral traditions, um, and, uh, and and they would say that even some oral traditions have been committed to apostolic writing. And so, they say we should respect certain traditions, uh, you know. But uh, uh, I would say that that we, while we respect uh, traditions, mm-hmm. um, we don't exalt tradition, and and I think that. That's where where the difference comes in, and and I would say that tradition doesn't have equal authority to scripture um, because the source of tradition is men, but the source of scripture is God. So Second Timothy three sixteen tells us that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's it's God breathed, but it doesn't tell us that all tradition is given by inspiration of God. And and so then we get into the subject matter of you know men are fallible, but God is is infallible. And so, therefore, only the Bible is the supreme and infallible authority uh, for the mm-hmm. uh, for the Christian. Jesus, I'll give you some passages. Jesus said uh, in John ten thirty five, Scripture cannot be broken, but he never said tradition can't can't be broken. And he spoke of how Scripture would be completely fulfilled in in the fifth chapter of Matthew in the Sermon on the Mount, verse uh, eighteen. Um, what's also interesting is is when you you look at how Jesus resolve conflict. He he never resolved conflict with tradition, but he, he always resolved conflict with with scripture. Um, mm-hmm. when I think about the temptation of Jesus, Jesus responded to temptation with 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 scripture. Um, when Jesus responded to the Pharisees, he 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 actually pointed out that they invalidated the word of God by their traditions. Um, you can read more about that in Mark chapter seven. But um, so he he corrected them actually for keeping tradition rather than the Word of God. And that's where the problem comes in, because a lot of times traditions can be found to be in contradiction uh, to the Word of God. And that's why Paul warned uh, against uh, the dangers of some traditions in in the, the second chapter of Colossians in the eighth verse. But but he also, as I pointed out, extolled the, the, the virtues of Scripture in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. So so we don't, I guess the, 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 the issue then becomes, do we need need tradition uh, and and the point is is that we we don't need tradition to complete the Word of God we have uh, the complete uh, deposit in the Word of mm-hmm. God and so we don't somehow need tradition to uh, to to supplement that and uh, so there's some mm-hmm. other issues that we can consider too. Scripture's durable. It's it's easily distributed. It's pure. It's final. Um, but you can't necessarily say that uh, about tradition. In fact, even tradition within the Catholic Church uh, has has uh, changed in some cases dramatically over time. So um, right. so so tradition becomes something that unfortunately is subject to fallibility, is subject to to, to change, um, and is and is incomplete. 
complete um, rather than being something that completes the the teaching of Scripture. Does that does that add a little bit uh, to, yes, to the discussion helps. for you? Or? It's just yeah. It's just I'm still like just I, and I'm not trying to contradict you, but just think about that. The table of contents of the Bible were written in 400 A.D. by the Catholic Church. So these things that you're quoting, I know it's the Bible. Scripture I, was I, in I, place I, long I before 400 A.D. Of, yeah, the, the, the Scripture goes back actually long before that. The, the earliest... Uh, right, uh, yeah. uh, um, the Muratorian Canon, of course, uh, predates that substantially, uh, and obviously, when you go back to some of the early church fathers, uh, you see them quoting extensively from from the various books of the Bible, almost completing the scriptures in their their uh, uh, creating a, a writing of the scriptures in the quotations that they use from the scriptures. So, so the scripture wasn't established by the Catholic Church in 400. It was it was well established. It was it was complete. Uh, by the end of the first century, and and well, uh, the gospels complete by the end of the first century, and then uh, uh, well, e- even the the uh, all all of the New Testament uh, certainly as well, and uh, um, with the death of the apostle John at the end of that century, and so. Um, you know, established well before uh, 400 AD. So, so this this idea, I, I guess, I'm not seeing the connection that 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 you're making. Well, the, I'm making the point that yes, the the Gospels were written right, like uh, you know, way before that. But the fact that the the Catholic Church decided in 400 AD which ta- which Bible, which no, Gospels would be included. In other words, so the yeah, point no, that's, is that's that incorrect. They were written earlier. That's that's in, that's decided, just incorrect. Which, yeah, that, that that's just uh, not. I I understand what you're saying, but but you've come to a conclusion based on a false assumption. The Catholic Church didn't decide in 400 AD what what books would be included in the Bible. That's what I'm telling you. This was decided long before that. The Council of Nicaea took place uh, 75 years before that, and, and, and these things were established by that time. So, um, so, so in the Catholic Church, uh, you, you know, I mean, it, it, if you're arguing the Catholic Church back to, to Constantine, uh, well, okay, but even before the time of Constantine, these things were, were established. So several hundred years before uh, this, these things are established. So... Um, uh, there's a resource I'm gonna. If I get time, I'll I'll look it up. I'll mention it on the air. Uh, that that gets into uh, well. There's the uh, uh, the canon. I, I'll throw this one out. There's another one I'm trying to think of that I can't think of. But but I will throw to you uh, a book that you might really enjoy, and it's called the Canon of Scripture. F.F. Uh, F. Bruce. And uh, F. F. so if you. Yeah, FF Bruce. If you'd like, pick that up, and uh, it's not. It, it's a substantial work, but it's not an overwhelming um, uh, mm-hmm. work. And and you can probably you, you sound uh, pretty intelligent, so I think you could probably work your way through it fairly quickly and uh, see what you think. And and okay. it'll kind of it'll enlighten you on some of these things that we that that we've been talking about at least in relationship to the timing of these things. Okay. And also, it sounds yeah. like uh, uh, you were trying to make the point. It's also a matter of emphasis. In other words, mm-hmm. the, yeah, we would stress the tradition. Like the, we were explaining that it was like the a three legs of a stool: magisterium, tradition, and and, and scripture, uh, sure. scripture, and and uh, and and it, it's all, even despite what my question was, the, mm-hmm. it's more a matter of emphasis too. 
yeah I, I, I from what you were saying but yeah I think okay. it's a matter it's a matter of emphasis it's a matter of you know there there is a place of tradition but it, it is not infallible and it, and it doesn't come on the level of of uh, of scripture unfortunately I think the Catholic Church has has gone in large part in in way of the era of the Pharisees in that uh, you know they uh, even if you look in the Talmud the Jewish Talmud you see that mm-hmm. that they got to the place where they elevated tradition above scripture and that was of course the problem that they had oh, with Jesus right right you know so so mm-hmm. you can see the 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 unfortunate conclusion sometimes that happens with a with an improper understanding of of tradition as it relates to scripture Right. Well, thank okay. you for your insights. Hey, you bet. I appreciate the call, and uh, and I always enjoy uh, uh, discussing uh, topics like this, so thanks for the opportunity. You're welcome. Thank you. You bet. God bless Bye. you, Paul. Take care. You hey, too. folks, we've got time for probably one more quick question, 303-690-3000. If you want to join me uh, on the program here, Jason Vanderveer, Calvary Chapel, Parker. Uh, if not, I can probably take a... Uh, uh, well, here's another text question that came in. I'll take this one here briefly, and it's uh, how do we encourage someone who defends and supports televangelists uh, who are false teaching? Uh, and, you know, uh, I, I think that uh, that's an interesting one because uh, uh, I encounter people a lot of times, and they'll come up to me and they'll say, well, I was, you know, uh, I really like uh, Joyce Meyer, or I really like, uh, you know, the the writings of uh, uh, Benny Hinn, you know, back in the day, or or you know, uh, Kenneth Copeland, or whatever. You know, they'll they'll quote one of these false teachers, Joel Osteen, or whatever. And you know, I I, I kind of pick and choose uh, my battles, and and uh, you know, uh, otherwise I'd be spending a lot of time just dealing with these things. And if it's a situation where it matters, and and you know, you have a, a, an opportunity to encourage somebody, and they'll listen. Um, you know, you can just let them know that look, you know, there there have always been false teachers. There uh, there were false teachers back in the time of the old Testament prophets and false prophets and and uh, you know the the way that we test them Acts seventeen eleven and the way Paul said search the scriptures to see if the things uh, that they're saying are true and if they're not uh, they're a false teacher and and they're not to be supported and I think the most important thing to do is to do that in a way uh, while you're encouraging someone as a brother or a sister uh, without uh, inta- attacking their intellect because uh, oftentimes these are very sincere people that uh, that uh, that uh, don't have discernment, and we're encouraged in Scripture uh, to be discerning. And so, uh, I would—I'll uh, I, have to unfortunately leave it at that because uh, time is uh, is running uh, down on us here. And uh, but uh, uh, hopefully that helps. Hey, folks, God bless you guys. Appreciate you listening to Calvary Live. We're going to be back tomorrow. Put this number in your phone, uh, 303-690-3000, and give us a call tomorrow, uh, 4 o'clock here, uh, Mountain Standard Time, and uh, looking forward to being with you. Thanks for joining us today here on Calvary Live, and Jason Vanderveer, it's been a privilege to be with you, and like I said, uh, Lord willing, I will be back tomorrow. God bless you guys. Take care. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.